is Fox News. Hey, it's Jimmy Fallon inviting you to join me on Fox Across America weekdays at 10 a.m. on News Talk 930 KROE. From Sheridan Media News, it's time for Open Line Friday. Your chance to join the conversation and talk about what you want to talk about. Call the Jackson Electric Open Line at 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your hosts on the Jackson Electric Open Lines, Steve Sisson and Floyd Whitey. Good morning and welcome to the Jackson Electric Open Lines. I'm Floyd Whiting and I'm here with my friends Steve Sisson, Trevor Jackson, Aaron Linden, and Madison Danforth. Give us a ring, 674-4443 or 672-5763. I just got the microphones on. How are you guys doing? <laughs> <laughs> very, very well. You want, you, you, you want to open the show again? For, for a male brain, I'm pretty good about doing two things at once. It, yeah, well, yeah. That, it doesn't yeah. always work. <laughs> that is true. And I'm sure my wife would argue that. Yeah, I mean, well, compared to other guys, maybe. <laughs> J- just slightly better. Uh, you, did, uh, you got her done, though. That's all that matters. It, it, Here we it are. At least it's now. And not 20 minutes from now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't go yeah, through the whole I've show and realize, there. oh, yeah, uh, never mind. Oh, I guess huh. it, everything you said was all for naught. Never uh, replay, replay. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's happened to me. Not 20 <laughs> minutes, but here on the show, I've had individuals start talking and been like, wow, I can't hear that person. What's going on there? Yeah. All right, let's take a look at the poll question. Uh, good response this week. Yeah. Question was, at what point should stores put up their Christmas displays? And number one, by a pretty good margin, 76% say after Thanksgiving is when the Christmas displays should come up. Uh, that is followed by beginning of December, which isn't that far away, really. No, it's I mean, kind of the same uh, thing. Yeah. Really, you're yeah. talking seven days. Yeah, so 70, uh, what, 76% said uh, after Thanksgiving, uh, 14% said beginning of December. So if you combine those two together, that is a huge you know, number of people compared to those saying that it's never too early. That, yeah. That was 5%. I, you know, they need I help. Know. <laughs> they need help. But I know a gal that keeps it up year-round, decorates it. Just out of laziness or like because of... Christmas is her why? thing. It, it's just, it's there for Valentine's Day. It's got hearts on it. In like August or something. Yeah. The decoration. Yeah. In August, That's it was like zebra patterns. I didn't really follow that because it's hot and zebras like hot, I guess. I don't know. Africa equals hot. (laughs) Right, right, right. But all year long, Christmas trees up, decorated for whatever the month is. Is it a Christmas tree if it's got Valentines and zebras on it? Mm, mm, But does it lose lose its meaning over time? I think so, yes. I do too. There's no special like thing about it if you have it up all year. Right. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, if you really think about it, when you were a little kid, and your parents drug out the Christmas tree, or like like for those of us who went out and you know cut, cut it down, yeah. and brought it, it was a whole event. Oh, I mean, for sure. And it was really about bringing in the season. And and as a little kid, that's really when it all kicked off, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That's really when Christmas really began for right. us. Now, uh, before I go too far, because uh, I've got some stuff here from uh, Statista. Who, who I love. These people are great. They're professionals. They get uh, a bunch of numbers together for you. 
Uh, Steve, where do you land in that? Well, let's see. Uh, we had two other options in there, too. Uh, beginning of October, uh, 3% said that, and then fall solstice, which I think was Aaron's suggestion. Um, <laughs> at yes. the stroke of midnight, <laughs> on fall solstice, we erect a Christmas tree. And uh, 2% agree with you. Yeah, so, thanks. Great, perfect. <laughs> the 2%. Actually, and actually, I think there's a couple stores here in town that may agree with you as well, yeah, because right. I'm pretty sure that before the 1st of October, I was seeing some Christmas stuff up. It, it started popping up, yeah. yeah. It has truly become like the nightmare before. Christmas, right? Yeah. Like the movie, because it's like you're mixing Halloween and Christmas. <laughs> because you go to like the big box stores, and there's Christmas displays with big scary pumpkin skeletons. Yeah. skeletons. Yeah. yeah, and you're like, well, I'm confused. <laughs> I am of the after Thanksgiving. I think that's uh, you know Black Friday seems to be that's that's, that's when it yeah, traditionally me. kind of starts. And to me, that's plenty of time. I fall into that same category. Uh, Black Friday is the commercial kickoff, mm-hmm. in, in my opinion. Right. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you exactly what the uh, what the <laughs> commercialism of the United States thinks. But uh, what do you think? Aaron? Oh, I'm after Thanksgiving. After it's got to be after Thanksgiving, and usually like maybe the Friday after Black Friday, just because it's so busy right in that time, mm, and yeah. you want to go cut a tree, and you, you can't really rush that. That's true. Yeah, Madison. I think after Thanksgiving, because like in Sheridan, we have the Christmas stroll, right? Yeah. That's after Thanksgiving. Therefore, so, it's like so, Christmas time. Yeah. So for right. you, because yeah. you grew up here, right? Yes. And that Christmas stroll, she's celebrating 25 years. So this oh, thing's wow. been going on ever, ever since you were been around. So is that kind of, as a kid, when you were growing up, was that the official kickoff of Christmas? Um, I mean... I think it would start like in school, like we would have to rehearse stuff for the Christmas oh, program. Nah, yeah. Mm, and so yeah. it was like, all right, it's October. We're going to sing Christmas carols and practice songs. Ooh, so, so see, they're, like, they're pushing it at a yeah. young age. <laughs> so there's they're like, indoctrinated. Yeah, our youth. It's an agenda. <laughs> so there's like sometimes, depending on like what I was feeling, I mean, in elementary school, I was like, presents, this is great, mm, yeah. loving it, <laughs> like have it come early. But now it's like, I think after. Thanksgiving, the Christmas stroll when they have all the lights and they have all the like stuff decorated downtown, all the storefronts, like the when they do the cool displays in the windows. Yeah, that's like Christmas time. And then when Hallmark starts putting their movies out for Christmas, <laughs> that's like they, all right. I think they run those year round anymore too. Hey, they are good. They are really good. It's all some, the same plot. It's but. some guy and some gal getting trapped somewhere and they fall in love. But they fall in love and it's happy. I know, but it's like the same movie. No one every dies. Time. It's it great. Is. She's she's too busy with her job for love. Right. Yeah. Bottom line. She's, she's just a baker. Until she's a baker. A career yeah. woman. Yeah. Until she gets trapped in yeah. a cabin in the snow and it doesn't turn into the shining. And her, <laughs> and her lifelong friend from their small hometown is like a it like works at the cabin. He's like, I'll help you. Some, yeah, someone beautiful like yeah. Ryan Reynolds yeah. or something. Yeah, oh, right? man. He's a lumberjack. He just happens to be trapped out there, too. Yeah. Remember when we went to kindergarten together? Yeah, do we could write a movie. Do you we need can, some help? We should like, throw together a Hallmark movie right here. I mean, yeah. All right. Well, according to Statista, the holiday season in the United States represents the pinnacle of American commercialism. And this stretches out from October to January and encompasses the iconic festivities of Halloween, U.S. Thanksgiving, Christmas, and uh, let's not forget Hanukkah Mm. and Kwanzaa. The increasingly early appearance of Christmas ads and decorations has led to the jokingly dubbed season of Halloween Thanksmas. (laughs) (laughs) 
the season is typically considered the busiest time of the year for the retail and advertising sectors. Uh, increased trade uh, kicks off on Black Friday, the day after Thanksgiving, and it actually reaches its zenith around Christmas. Uh, that's that's all the guys like me, last minute, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, every dad in every the U.S. Every dad in the U.S. And believe it or not, uh, the zenith of shopping hits about then. So the majority of us, uh, whether we want to confess it or not, <laughs> wait till the last minute to run out and grab those presents. Now, despite... Several concerns that consumers had during the COVID-19 pandemic in 2020. Holiday retail sales summed up to an impressive $777 billion U.S. dollars. Uh, It's just, it's amazing. It's amazing. Now, as for ads, for a cost of $2.5 billion invested by the sector, in holiday season advertising and believe it or not guys 45.6 billion dollars were spent last year on online advertising or <laughs> holiday digital ads so so let's look at this now aaron you're in the advertising business this is what you do so let's really look at this we got a 2.5 billion dollars invested by the sector in holiday season advertising. Now, that's like typical stuff, the signs we see at the stores. That's, that's stuff we can walk up, we can touch, uh, newspapers and whatnot, uh, and, and stuff that we see on TV. $45.6 billion in online advertising? That's a ton. That's, I mean... But those are the ads, you know, you're getting served, like, you're scrolling through a page, right? And... Weirdly enough, something that you searched for a week ago shows up. Yeah, that kind of stuff. You know, I mean, they've they've got it so tuned in now that you looked up koi fish for some odd reason. Yep. And now every time you go to a news story and you're scrolling through it, there's an ad for a koi fish, (laughs) and and it just forces people. It just reinforces people to go, okay, I'm buying the koi fish, (laughs) and that's where your 777 billion dollars comes from. Is it's, it's easier to buy stuff when you're just clicking on it. Yeah. It doesn't really mean anything, does it? You know, you're like, oh, my total's $1,000, great, whatever. Mm. Whereas if you go into a store, you might not be as apt to do that. Because you got to hand over your credit card or your cash like, oh, no. No, right. yeah, and, and that's a great attention. Mm-hmm. You actually have to do that. And you're thinking to yourself, well, do I really need this? And, right. Mm-hmm. And you instantly start thinking, do I have room in the house for something like this or whatever? My Aaron, the, the better Aaron, is right. Tommy and Bell yes. caller. Yes. Um, I cannot tell you how many times she will grab things, walk around a store. We're in there for an hour, and then she puts them down. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, what? What? Yep. Why? Why do, are we I, doing that? She I, gave I do the same yeah. exact thing. Do you really? Yes. Oh, man, it's kind of crazy. I'm not I, I just play. grab it and go. <laughs> yeah, me too. I, uh, I will, and a lot of that is to pre- prevent me from impulse buying. Not like it was ever a problem, but I am that guy. Uh, uh, there's certain things that I do like to collect. I haven't been one of those individuals who collected like a specific item right. uh, my entire life, except, you know, an old typewriter here and there. Uh, which terrible to put on display, just so you know, for a horrible thing uh, yeah. to uh. collect. They're very heavy. But now I do collect something uh, with the encouragement of my wife. She said, you know, th- this particular thing you find enjoyment in, uh, just collect them. And so every time I see one, 
whatever this item is, I'll pick it up at the store and probably walk around, I don't know, five, ten minutes. Is it accordions? No. Believe it or <laughs> not, he was being intentionally vague. So <laughs> Yeah. Uh, okay. It's, it's He-Man. It's Masters of the Universe toys. And when I was a little kid, huh. you know, I was born in 1980. Can you even find those anywhere? Absolutely you can. They came out with a whole brand new line. And yeah. that's why I decided I'll... I'll collect the new stuff. I don't need to spend hundreds of dollars right. on a piece. I'm sorry, but I can't justify that for a piece of plastic. Right. For individuals out there who collect this kind of stuff, I'm not downing anything that you do. I just can't bring myself to do that, although I've done it now. <laughs> uh, uh, self-confession, I spent uh, about $100 on one of these items, and I thought, man, you know, I'll just I'll never spend that much money on plastic again. I probably will. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, I ca- I'll carry this item around, and usually it's two or three, and I'll talk myself out of, of purchasing stuff. You don't have room. You know, mm. you're, you're wasting your money. You're not being very conservative with your spending, blah, blah, blah. And then I've got my beautiful wife who stands there and goes, just buy it. Yeah. Right, just, right. What are you doing? Why she's like the little devil on she the shoulder. She's my yeah. little devil. You yeah. know? She's like, just, just pull the trigger, buddy. Right. <laughs> just put it in the cart. Make a decision. That's how I am with shoes. I have a problem. Like, you ask my mom. I have, I think I counted, I have 57 pairs of shoes. Oh, my goodness. I, I would call room. that light in and my experience. It's but. It's a problem because I see them like, oh, you're coming home with me. You're just so pretty. <laughs> and like oh, I went to the shoe store in Casper and I did not need them. But they're like black sparkly heels. And I was like, you're calling my name. <laughs> like you're 20 bucks. Like that's a deal. I'm going to get you. I'm going to buy those and wear them to class yep. just so I could wear them. I le- and yeah. I have um I have white go-go boots and then I have gr- like mint green go-go boots that are like absolutely obnoxious they're amazing um, you what? never know when you're gonna need yeah, something like they're that. they're just fun <laughs> i just like to look at them because i have i have a whole bin of converse a whole bin of vans then i have like my nice dress shoes and then i have like sneakers uh with all the brands nike adidas puma all of them sorted out that's the collector you know I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll, well i'll tell you i've been in at least four situations in my life where i could have used a pair of lime green good <laughs> i mean you i'm your girl now I have them. <laughs> you never know when that's gonna come now up. you know where to look yeah I, well, I have two pairs of them too because i accidentally ordered two <laughs> so now when in it comes case. uh <clears throat> excuse me when it comes to um holidays where's this money getting spent so Actually, give us the stats on that as well. Uh, I'm going to ask you guys a series of questions. Don't look at the answers. I can't. You've got them over there. <laughs> I can't, I can't read that far away. <laughs> I'm trying to conceal them. On Halloween, <clears throat> what would you say was the top candy advertiser? What's the – What's the, the? now we think about these, the big candy makers in the country. Yeah. You're talking Who, about the actual company? The actual company. Name the company that spends more money – during Halloween than any other candy company. Mars? Mm, wow, that was pretty <laughs> wow. good. Yeah. That was yeah. pretty right? good. I mean, you're yeah. close. You're close. It's I gonna, Hershey's. I was going to say Hershey. Uh, Hershey. Just because, like, the what's the, they have a commercial with the two M&M guys. It's like every Halloween. They have one for Christmas, too. Where yeah. Like, uh, like Reese's peanut butter yeah. cups. They always, yeah. like, yeah. have the vampire ones. biting them and yeah. stuff. Yeah. They have, all, like, the recurring ones each year. Yeah. 
You know, when it comes to uh, advertising, some of the imaginations out there are just absolutely amazing. I have gone out and supported a company just because their commercial made me laugh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Just good, because good it made me laugh. Yeah, yeah. Good marketing is uh, important. <clears throat> Black Friday. Digital ad spending for Black Friday. That's where the majority of this money went. $71.6 million U.S. dollars. Top advertiser. Wally World. Mm, stuff Mart. Yeah. Now, here's, here's, here's the part that gets us. We're in this industry. This is what we do. The medium with the highest share of ads for the holiday season is not newspapers. It's not even internet. It's the radio. That's the impressive. radio still takes the number one spot. And I, I, I was actually surprised by that. Uh, even though I'm in the industry and I, I love the industry and want to promote it, I was a little taken back by that. I, I would think, sure. yeah, digital. Yeah. You know, that's, but good old-fashioned radio, man. It just kind of blows my mind. It still works. <laughs> yes. Yeah. More still than going. half of the ads for Black Friday and Cyber Weekend in the United States in 2020 were broadcast on the radio. Television ads made up 40%, while online ads displayed for four Four? Really? Four. Wow. So wow. if we look at the amount of money spent on digital ads, and yet it only counts for 4%. For 4%. That's insane. That tells me, okay, all these numbers tell me that this, the digital industry charges out the wazoo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's like a Super Bowl commercial. Like how much do they have to pay yeah, it's for like a Super Bowl million commercial? million and a half dollars. Yeah. You yeah. think about that. I mean, that is just, I, it, it, you really look at that. That is amazing. It, Bob needs to increase the numbers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying he needs to increase, uh, you know, the cost on this. You're not going to uh, see any of that in your paycheck, so no. don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> it won't affect me. Yeah. Uh, now, during Christmas, growth of retail sales, 8.5%. And it always gets me. And this is something that I think a lot of listeners out there will, will kind of be uh, irritated at as well. You get these companies and, and you get these news stories that come forward and tell us how bad the economy is doing. And yet all of these companies, these major box stores, these major companies report record profits mm-hmm. almost every single year. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not going to say every, but I am going to say almost every single year. So What's going on? Where's the breakdown? What's going on is people still have their habits. They're still like, well, Johnny needs the Tickle Me Elmo, so mm. they throw it on the charge card yeah. yeah. instead. So they don't have the slush fund sitting there maybe that they used to have, but they're still not going to you know, forego their Starbucks or the toy of the year or whatever. They're still going to buy that stuff. They're just leasing it. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I think people are still spending the money because they're, they're used to it. Yeah. And yeah. and they don't care until that bill comes. And then they're like, oh, geez, you know, yeah. I racked up 20 grand that I'm paying 25% on. And it's, that's going to be worse now with higher inflation, too. The credit Absolutely. card bills are going to go up. So now, years and years ago, uh, one of my radio heroes, uh, Paul Harvey, told a story about growing up and he had a Christmas as a child where the only thing his parents could afford was a pair of socks. But he was grateful for that because he knew how hard of a year that they had had. Has Christmas become 
too commercial. Is there something behind the manipulation of movies, of media, that tugs at your heartstrings, telling you this is the real reason for the season? Care, love, compassion, family. But at the same time, buy this. Mm-hmm. Well, there's you a see, lot of pressure. There's a lot of pressure to buy stuff for sure. I there mean, really you, is. You feel that stress now, Madison. I don't. I don't mean to like mm-hmm. dive too far yeah. into like personal questions. Yes. But if you think back, how many Christmas presents would you say you got on average as a child? So, being an only child and the only grandchild, I some I got spoiled. Like it was. It was. Just us, like we have a, it's my mom and dad and I, and then my grandparents and my uncle. And that's where we would spend Christmas. And so we would have like a limit, be like, we're not going to get each other big gifts this year, but we're going to give some more just to me, just because like I was younger, I was the kid. So I don't, I don't know how to set a number, but I, my parents and my grandparents and my uncle, they, they did lots of like really cool gifts. Like, so like I got to go see Justin Bieber, like. That was pretty cool. Yeah. I got to go. Uh, our whole family, we went to Wicked and saw that in Denver. So it was like bigger gifts that I got. And then I wouldn't get as much like presents type right, thing. Right. So it, it like, it would just depend. Like as a kid, like every present is like big. Yeah. But right. Madison, yeah. your situation and my daughter's situation, identical. She's, yeah. she's the only uh, grandchild on my wife's side Mm -hmm. and and we only i only had her so i mean yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. as a dad i'm like well i only have to buy for one (laughs) yeah you know so i'll buy more so i buy more yeah you know she needs this she needs that and as a dad this is one thing that i have found as a male um i try to buy gifts that i know you'll use Mm -hmm. as opposed to like wow that's cool Mm -hmm. you know and yeah it's very dad practical but if you really think about it that's kind of the way we all are I know they'll use this. Aaron, when you were growing up, because you were like me, you and Steve, you guys, babies of the 80s, we can still smell the Famica and see the, the wood board panel, right? Right. So, yeah, yeah, the 80s was a lot more brown than yeah, people say yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah a lot right. of people like to put up that hot pink stuff. Yeah. That ain't the way it, it was. was a lot of brown. A lot of brown There's, in the 80s. And floral patterns. <laughs> uh, wallpaper. Oh, yeah, wallpaper. It's, yeah, yes. I, I grew up Velvety in a, wallpaper. I grew up in a trailer finding faces in the wall. Yeah, right. <laughs> All of the, the wood paneling. It was absolutely terrible. But growing up, uh, what would you say, like, your Christmases look like? Were they really abundant? Oh, oh, man. Like, we would go to my grandparents' house, and they had this this big living room, and it was full of stuff Yeah, for everybody. I How- mean, it was ridiculous. Ask me what any of those things were. No idea. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's they're cool at the time. Well, an Atari... Yeah. Yeah. What's, what's that? Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> that's another kind of shoe. Okay. <laughs> but that's you know that's the crazy thing is it it was commercialized. It was so you know like you have to have all these presents, and we now like five years ago have moved completely away from that, and we do like a meaningful trip, like mm-hmm. you were saying, you know, oh, go wow. see Wicked yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So like a couple of years ago, BC before COVID. Um, we went to Waikiki and surfed on Christmas Day. Oh, you know, that is so cool. that's yeah. you're going to remember that forever. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, yep. instead of oh, I got this piece of plastic from China. You yeah. know, and and you play with it for 
10 minutes and then it's gone. Mm-hmm. You know, kids oftentimes find the boxes more interesting mm-hmm. than the toys. Well, like but- Audrey, like Steve's daughter, when at Christmas, it was like one piece of wrapping paper at a time. <laughs> that was like the most entertaining part for oh, her. <laughs> it took like 20 minutes to open a present. The process. The process. Yeah. But that brings up a great point. Is, so when you were growing up, was it everybody just rip and tear or was it, okay, it's Floyd's turn? Yeah, that's how I. That's how ours was. That's how ours was, was yeah. as well. You I, had... I was a smaller family though. My two brothers, mom and dad, and that was basically it. Yeah. So we had time, right, to, to go around the table and and. Uh, but it was like a five-hour-long process. Now my know, wife's like... family is completely the opposite. <laughs> yeah. They're all simultaneously tearing into stuff. So right, very different. Well, and, like I think it depends on like your family, like dynamic and your traditions, like what you've done before too, because like. At our Christmas, like, we always spend the night at my grandparents' house. So we'll, we'll go to Christmas Eve service at the church, and then we'll come back, have dinner, and just hang out. And, like, we'll do the pajama thing. Like, we all get matching pajamas. Oh, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's we, cute. And we all, like, spend the night at my grandparents' and then wake up Christmas morning, get coffee, get breakfast, all that type of stuff. And then we'll open gifts. And, like, I don't know, spending the night is, like, my favorite part of the Christmas. Like, going to Christmas Eve service and coming back, like, just hanging out and, like, Watching the movies, like we watch Die Hard. We watch <laughs> yeah. the best of- Christmas yeah. family, by the way. That's we watch a good all family. of those. And so, like, that's, like, my favorite part of Christmas is, like, being together as a family and just hanging out and yeah. doing all the things that, like, you've done for so long. Well, and you mentioned the, the Justin Bieber thing and going yeah. to Wicked. Those are experiences mm-hmm. rather mm-hmm. than things. And it yeah. was with fam- like with Wicked, our whole, like, my grandparents and my uh, mom and dad and uncle, we went. And it was amazing. Like, it was something that I dreamed about doing and like i had no idea we were doing it and i just opened up a, a box of tickets and was like what and like yeah. same with justin bieber like i was a little fourth grader like this is the best day of my life like, <laughs> i'm gonna marry him like he's gonna ask me to marry him while i'm in denver like it could happen <laughs> sorry Haley. <laughs> let's say you know i i don't think you realize how how amazing and emotionally healthy uh that is yeah. at this point where you can sit with your family on on christmas night or the night before christmas eve and know that that that's what it's about mm-hmm. right um i had two siblings and it kind of depended on where i was uh as to how Christmas was going to be because my family was divided. My parents got divorced when I was about five years old and my father remained here in Wyoming and uh, a very responsible individual. Uh, He's like no one else I've ever known in my life. My mother, on the other hand, was the opposite side of that leaf. And so things were a lot different in Oregon. And so if I try to remember like back through the Christmases, it, I don't ever remember a Christmas being bad as in like we didn't get stuff, but my mother was very much the individual who said, it's all about the stuff, Mm. lots of stuff. You got to have tons of presents. My father, the other side of the coin, you know, he was like, that's not what it's about. And, and him and I spent one Christmas, just, just the two of us one year. And he bought this little itty-bitty tiny Christmas tree. Mm. I mean, it was small. And he put it on a table so that we could put presents underneath it. And there was probably only a handful of presents. But out of all the Christmases in my life, I can remember that one most clearly. Because we just sat there and we were both so happy with that small little Christmas tree. And Mm -hmm. it was everything that we needed. 
We didn't need big lights outside. We didn't need a bunch of stuff underneath it. And uh, so when I think back on Christmases, that was probably my favorite. But when it comes to the the unwrapping, it was chaos. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, I have have two siblings. And, uh, you know, like I said, my mother would just all about the presents, all about the stuff. And she would go in debt doing this. Right. I mean, and I don't don't mean like, oh, we'll climb out of it this year. Mm -hmm. I mean, debt to do this. And it, and even growing up at a young age, I was like, where is all this coming from? You know, mm-hmm. what is going on? The whole living room would be full of stuff. And geez, one year she bought me a bike and I think I rode it twice. <laughs> and that is no kidding. I think I uh-huh. rode that bike two times. Mm-hmm. And I, that's didn't, always... I didn't value right. that stuff because there was more there was too stuff. Much. Right. Right. And, and it's and, always hard with like, because I have done that. Bikes for the kids. Yeah. And they're like, ooh, a bike. There's three feet of snow it's outside. Like, yeah. I got an electric scooter. I'm like, I'm going to ride it down the linoleum. And- <laughs> right. Like, seriously, you're clearing out the garage and you're like, go ride in circles. Like, yeah, I don't know. You know? Yeah. Are you are you presents Christmas Eve and then mm. presents Christmas Day? Is it just Christmas Day? What what, what as, is the... as dad, I try to say no, but as dad, every year I cave. Everybody yeah. gets a present on Christmas Eve. We always right, o- right. I, we always open one. So my grandparents yep. they they give us pajamas and an ornament. So we each get an ornament each year. Uh, and that's okay. our like tradition. And then uh, we'll open one gift Steve. usually, and it's usually a board game, so we can play it. Oh, cool. right, yeah, yeah. Well, when I was growing up, it was always Christmas Day. But uh, I have family in New Zealand, and New Zealand Christmas Day is Christmas Eve here. So mm. we would open the New Zealand presents Christmas Eve. Now, yeah. now with with yeah. uh, the the new family, uh, it's it, it, everything's Christmas Eve. It's all done before. Christmas. Oh, really? You yeah. guys wake up on Christmas morning and just take it easy? Yeah, we go visit other family members and do a few things there. But uh, yeah. our family, it's yeah, it's all out of the way by by the end of the night. <laughs> you know, I love that idea. Of, the older I get, the more I like the idea of like having the family around. Um, in my youth, uh, <laughs> I, I I live very far away from just about anybody in my family and we're not really the i'm going to call you once a week type mm-hmm. i'll touch base with you in six months right see how <laughs> like that's i'm the complete opposite at, i'm like really yeah, yeah i'm like see? i'm gonna call my mom after every class and tell her about my day <laughs> and she, she's and like but she, she loves she's that. like madison I'm working. I'm like, I know, but I'm telling you what I ate today. Like, She'd be upset if you didn't do it. Yeah. Though. See, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We might complain about it, yeah. but she's looking forward. Yeah. To it. So I'm like the complete, I text them all the time. Like all right. Everything. I got to take a quick commercial break. You're listening to the Jackson Electric Open Lines on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Share it. the simplest to the most complex electrical applications, Jackson Electric has the knowledge, experience, and reputation to meet and exceed any electrical need or equipment. Jackson Electric expertise even includes phone systems, data systems, LED lighting systems, fire alarm systems, and irrigation systems, residential, commercial, industrial, agricultural. If it has anything to do with electricity, anything at all, Jackson Electric does it. 1851 North Main and 
Sharon. Champion Funeral Home is dedicated to providing compassionate and personalized service to your families. They provide support, personable care, and affordable prices to Sheridan and Johnson County and surrounding areas. Champion Funeral Home has been family-owned and operated since 1911. They will comfort you in your time of need and provide your family with a meaningful tribute to your loved one. Contact Champion Funeral Home at championfh.com or call 674-6369. This week on the Weekend Sports Wrap Podcast, I went a steamy 1-3 on my wildcard picks. I'll hold for applause. Thank you so much. So with that expertise, we talk a little bit about the divisional round coming up as well as an NFL-filled weekend. Here's some highlights for you. The Broncos aren't good. Josh Allen has a literal cannon strapped to his arm. And Geno Smith, where did you put the real Geno Smith? That's what's on the Weekend Sports Wrap podcast this week. You can tune in wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, this is Claire Broadbent from Holy Name Catholic School, inviting you to participate in our fall raffle for the chance to win up to $10,000. Money raised will benefit our wonderful Catholic school. Each $100 ticket gives you the chance to win up to $10,000. Only 200 tickets available. Call Mandy today at 307-672-2021. Have a great day. Considering a big project and don't know where to begin, Wagner Ranch Services can help. Our experienced staff of engineers and equipment operators can take your project from the design and permitting phase right up through construction and completion. Wagner Ranch Services can design, permit, and construct roads, reservoirs and ponds, excavate foundations, install utilities, and more. We can handle projects big and small from start to finish. Wagner Ranch Services, 13 Industrial Lane. Give us a call at 752-2787. Good morning. Welcome back to the Jackson Electric Open Lines. I'm Floyd Whiting here with my friends Steve Sisson, Trevor Jackson, Aaron Linden, and Madison Danforth. Give us a ring, 674-4443 or 672-5763. This morning we're talking about the season. Christmas is advertising coming out too soon. Uh, Before we even really get to the holiday season, we're all seeing a bunch of uh, Christmas Stuff well, yeah, out on the shelves. It's a full quarter of the year now. It, it really is. Um, now I, have, I, I was wondering, our poll says a good three quarters plus say that after Thanksgiving is when the stuff should start. Uh, you said the most shopping was done the week of Christmas. Is that right? Uh, let's see. Yeah, the, Chris, the, the week leading up. So yep. uh, so why do the stores have stuff out so early? I mean, they must be getting something out of it to have it up now. I think there is. there's... Even if we think about, let's say, let's throw some fictional numbers out there and let's go 10%. Let's say 10% of the U.S. population actually, uh, sorry, I had to get a streaming here, actually goes out early. Now, that's that's pretty low because I, I would guess it's more than 10% who likes to get their Christmas shopping done well before. Early, it. right. That's the crowd you're trying to catch. Mm. That's the individual, uh, the person with, uh, you know, Christmas decorations out all year long. Mm-hmm. They're going to go out there and they're going to buy. These people, uh, even 10% is a good profit, you know, uh, to be able to say, well, all I had to do was give up some seasonal shelving. Because you look at Thanksgiving, how much decorating 
is really done for Thanksgiving. Not I'm, not, I'm yeah. not talking about the the person who you know loves fall. They're all about pumpkin lattes. Cornucopias. And, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> I'm not talking. About, <laughs> I'm not talking about that person. But what I am saying is, as a store owner, if I were to look at a shelf and say I'm earning four million off of having Thanksgiving decorations out in the month of October. But studies show I can earn ten million mm. in November and or October and November if I replace that Thanksgiving decorations with Christmas. Yeah, right. Then yeah, I'm gonna take the to yeah. I'm gonna take that route as opposed. You know, sorry. Mm. Uh, you know, the other percentage of people walking in not liking it. I'm yeah. still getting a right. lot more for the space that I'm using and the time that I'm using it. And maybe there's an advantage to spreading it out over time rather than trying to do it all in the last two weeks. And, you know, it might be. Well, and it's probably supply Mm -hmm. as well. You know, like, okay, we know that we sold 56 of the Douglas fir-looking trees with the lights in them, so we got to have more of those that we put out. Mm -hmm. But we also found out over the break that it's also a certain kind of holiday today. Yes, it is. (laughs) Yes, it is. Somebody's birthday. Happy birthday to you. I'm not going to sing. Aren't you in a band? (laughs) Madison, happy birthday. Thank you you very much. And on that, uh, we got to take a call. We've got a call. Go ahead. You're on the Jackson Electric open line. Good morning and thank you. I'm going to change the subject for just a little bit. I live out on Bighorn Avenue, and we have a couple named Roy and Robin who every spring and every fall come out and pick up the trash and it's so nice to walk or drive by and you don't see all this trash in the ditches so i just want to give a big shout out and a thank you to them for doing that i appreciate it well that's fantastic Ah, very cool yeah it is really cool that's probably a big job too on that road (laughs) i would imagine is it yeah i would imagine a lot lot of traffic Uh uh-huh is there yeah you know, and I, as a child, I can remember walking around the yard with my dad, and he always carried one of those little trowels with him. And every time he came across a dandelion, he'd bend over and he'd pop that thing out of the ground and he'd throw it into the field. And he would pick up every single little tiny piece of garbage mm. that he would find yep. everywhere. And and I'm pretty sure, I mean, he's 77 years old, and I'm pretty sure the old boy still does it. <laughs> if he sees trash, he picks it up, he throws it away. And my dad once told me, uh, why would you walk past that? Mm-hmm. Right. It doesn't matter who put it there. It doesn't matter how it got there. Pick it up. Mm, yeah. Throw it away. Uh, now, I'll admit, you know, I don't walk down streets and pick up garbage. Right. But uh, And my dad's not out there, you know, on city streets doing that kind of stuff. But it, it's that idea, and it still sticks with me to this day. I got to take another break. This is the Jackson Electric Open Lines on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Sheridan. Call Jackson Electric and you'll see the light. Maybe it's as simple as adding an extra outlet. Maybe it's as detailed as wiring an industrial building. Maybe it's high efficiency LED lighting or fire alarm system or phone system installation and repair. Maybe it's data system wiring, irrigation wiring, or electric motor sales and repair. Commercial, residential, industrial, agriculture, above ground, below ground. Call Jackson Electric and you'll see the light. 1851 North Main in Sheridan. 
you bagged your trophy elk, now imagine having its ivory handcrafted into the perfect piece of jewelry. At Legacy Diamond and Gems, their in-house jewelers can take your memory of the big hunt and preserve it into fine pieces of jewelry to last generations. Using your imagination, the skilled jewelers at Legacy Diamond and Gems can create something truly exceptional. Visit them at 11 North Main Street or online at LegacyDiamondGems.com. Hurry in now. Hi, this is Elizabeth and JT with EBA Hearing and Sound. Hearing well is living well, and we're here to help. Not only are we able to provide premier hearing aid technology with Bluetooth and AI, but we can address the environment in which you are hearing. Our sound consultation services tailor solutions to fit your needs. Whether at work, at church, or at home, if you're struggling to hear, we can help. Call EBA Hearing and Sound today, 674-8920. That's 674-8920. Got a chip or need a windshield repaired? Hi, I'm Cindy Wolf. We invite you to stop down at Novus Autoglass on North Main Street in Sheridan. Jim and I were both born and raised in Sheridan and are proud to continue to run Novus Autoglass as a locally owned business. We offer same-day appointments for chip repair. Novus is also the only glass shop in town that can provide recalibrations for your safety systems on newer vehicles. Mention this ad, get $5 off a chip repair and $20 off a replacement. Come down to 347 North Main Street or give us a call at Novus Autoglass 307-672-0139 for an appointment. Good morning. Welcome back to the Jackson Electric Open Lines. I'm Floyd Whiting here with my friends Steve Sisson, Trevor Jackson, Aaron Linden, and Madison Danforth. Give us a ring, 674-4443 or 672-576, or we don't have a lot of time left. Uh, we've been talking about the holiday season. When is too soon? And uh, a lot of folks kind of feel the same way. As uh, Steve and I, we're looking at after Thanksgiving. Mm. We would like to see this. Yeah, I kind of think that the uh, you know part of what makes Christmas special is that it is a certain time of the year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it, like Sean Hannity for a whole year was starting every hour of every show with "This is a special edition of the Sean Hannity Show." If everyone is special, then none of them are special. Right. Yes. And so the the more you stretch the Christmas season out, the less special it becomes. Yeah, but see, it's it's Monday. due to, due to people. You know, doing these studies. When you say it's a special report, it gets everyone's attention. <laughs> I know that's why he right. was doing it, right? Yeah, and that's, exactly. That's that's yeah. his whole goal there. Yeah. Uh, but you know, think about when was the last time? Well, and even I can't remember it, but uh, I've only seen footage. When did Walter Cronkite say this is a special report? When it was a special report. Well, probably mm -hmm. only in big, two or big. three situations. <clears throat> you know, uh, when did Tom Brokaw? say this is a special report, mm -hmm. you know, when they were special. Uh, probably something that struck the nation. Um, and, boy, you know, Walter Cronkite. We were talking about Hunter S. Thompson. <laughs> we were, yeah. <laughs> and uh, a lot of people don't realize it, but Hunter S. Thompson really kind of created a whole different realm of journalism that you mm -hmm. see every day now. Uh, folks don't realize it was this uh, borderline madman who was an absolute brilliant human being. Gonzo journalism. Gonzo journalism. Yep. Yep. But, but if you think about, say, like uh, that chef who travels around mm -hmm. and reports on food, but he eats it, he engages with the culture, he talks to the people, that's gonzo journalism. Mm -hmm. Gonzo journalism, the definition is the reporter or the individual reporting becomes part of the story. That can be every single travel show. Because you're going there. You're doing right. it. That's gonzo journalism. You're telling me your experience and how it made you feel. So 
you got Gonzo on one end of the spectrum of journalism, where you're part of the story. And then you've got people like Tom Brokaw on the other end. He wouldn't even speak at his nephew's university while he was working. He'll talk now. But beforehand, he wouldn't promote one over the other. He wanted to be completely objective about that kind of stuff. I used to have both of their pictures hanging up in the office to remind me, be somewhere in the middle. Mm. Be somewhere in the middle there. You know, tell your experiences, but at the same time, try to be objective about it. Yeah. That's a tough, that's a tough uh, line to land on. It is difficult. It's much easier to be on one of those two sides. And when it comes to, and this is something that we've talked about often, and we don't have a lot of time, but it's it's something that I want you to keep in mind. These big, big multimedia companies, CNN, Fox, uh, MSNBC, they're they're really pushing, you know, uh, the the cultural war, the the conflict in the United States. But I really don't feel that it is as big as they make it seem. One thing can happen in this nation, folks, and I want you to think about how big this nation really is. One thing can happen in this nation, and they just put it on repeat over and over and over. Sign of hatred. Uh, Folks hate each other. This is terrible. Look at this. It's Democrats versus Republicans. When the fact of the matter is, when you get your boots on the ground and you walk outside and you talk to your neighbor, it's not that way. Agreed. It's not that way. All right, you've been listening to the Jackson Electric Open Lines on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Share. Plug into Jackson Electric and feel the power. If it has anything to do with electricity, anything at all, call Jackson Electric. Commercial, residential, agricultural, it makes no difference. Call Jackson Electric. Jackson Electric does high-efficiency LED lighting and fire alarm systems installation, wiring at home, wiring a business, new electrical service, or enlarging existing service. Call Jackson Electric and you'll see the light. 1851 North Main in Sheridan. Parker Mellinger provides business advisory services tailored for you specifically to help your business become compliant, tax efficient, organized, and strategically aligned with your goals. Think of us as part of your team. You will rest more comfortably knowing that you are covering all of your financial bases and making informed decisions. Contact us today, Parker Mellinger. Our focus is where you're going, not where you've been. 